he that shall do and shall teach shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. It's said that the sister of St. Thomas Aquinas once asked him what it was necessary to do to become a saint. And it's said that St. Thomas, being a man of few words, at least as far as speech is concerned, <laughs> replied, in this case with just one word, the Latin word, velle, become a saint, that is, it is necessary just to will it. Now we shouldn't misunderstand his meaning there. St. Thomas would have been the last person to suppose that sanctity could be achieved just by what is commonly called willpower. He knew very well that from first to last, holiness is the gift of God to us. mean by that terse answer to his sister. He meant that unlike all other human endeavours, the pursuit of sanctity is not one that can be thwarted by external circumstances. Everything else that we might devise, everything else that we might wish to undertake can be thwarted by Circumstances beyond our control, but not pursuit of holiness, provided that we sincerely desire to be made holy, then we are being. And so St. Thomas's great sanctity didn't consist in books that he wrote, important that they have been down centuries for the church. Holiness lies in the will, not in books. Perhaps it was as a sign of this that by divine providence, St. Thomas wasn't allowed to finish the greatest of all his books, the summa or summary of theology. story of his last months is well known on the feast of St. Nicholas, 1273. He was offering Holy Mass and he received a vision. We don't know anything about it, except that it was so sublime that afterwards he no longer had the heart to go on writing his books. His secretary, Robert Reginald, tried to encourage him to do so, but he said, all I have, after what I have seen, after what has been revealed to me, all I have written appears to me like straw. And then, not long afterwards, he was making his way to the great council of the church in France, when by haphazard he 
and he struck his head badly against a, a low-lying, underlying branch of a tree and seems to have suffered severe internal bleeding. He was taken to the nearby Cistercian Abbey of Bossanova. As one author puts it, having in mind Friar Thomas's boyhood in Monte Cassino, he had returned to St. Benedict to die. From then on, he who had poured forth words of such abundance and such intelligence that we can only call them a, mir a miracle was forced to be simply passive. Cistercian monks themselves, day by day, brought fuel for the fire to keep him warm as he lay in bed. I was once heard to murmur. How is it that holy men bring me wood? Though passive, he was still doing the will of God. How so? Well, because in his words, he said to his sister, he was still willing, he was still desiring the will of God, even though it meant simply allowing himself, himself to be attended to. Saint, it's necessary simply to desire it. So our Lord, who answers such desires, answered the desire of his servant Thomas on this very day, brought him into his own joy, seventh of March, the year of our Lord, twelve seventy-three. Amen. 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 Amen.